0: Boy. Listen, Dan, we are trying to provide the highest level of podcast entertaining that we can. No, listen, really? we try every day ever. Yeah, I don't know if people yeah. know that. Whatever you think of our show, that yeah. was the best effort we had that day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a, do you think there's
1: podcast conventions now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. been for Pod- years, podcaster buddy.
0: Con- oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? podcaster? conventions? Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely, Where? like in Vegas. No, Chicago is one. Um, there's yeah. there's quite a big org. You know who um, is heavy into that stuff is our buddy Matt Cundl from uh, Winnipeg. He, he's gone. I've I've read some of his stuff after going to some conventions. Yeah, man. Huh.
1: so they'll go compare? there parties and stuff. And. Well, of course. Yeah, of course. You go there
2: yeah. under the guise of business for podcasting, and you snort coke and screw hookers. <laughs> yeah, why don't you... Uh, like, like all conventions. <laughs> so why, don't you, uh, why don't you ask Matt
0: Cundall about that? <laughs> hey, That's Matt. good to know. Hey, Matt, what's the coke and hookers like at the, <laughs> at the podcast conventions? <laughs> well, he'll love this part. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many times Fred and I went to those radio conventions, and I go, Fred, we got to get up tomorrow morning. Stop Stop snorting Coke (laughs) off his hooker's ass
2: already. And Freddie just looked at me and
0: go, Howie? Come on. At
2: those, at those, what do, oh, those Canadian Music Weeks? Don't think there wasn't a lot of hanky panky going on up in those. Sure. Hotel
0: rooms. I'm, I'm not disputing just, it, man. I'm just trying to yeah. keep a comedic bit going. Are you aware There's of how that of works?
2: <laughs> I think there was a lot of adultery taking listen,
0: place. Listen, you, you uh, as as well as anyone I know, you understand about keeping a comedic a bit bit alive, for crying out loud?
2: But not in times of war. Huh? Not in times of war. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, listen, you're jumping all over the place, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for Zazzarat. Oh, actually, wait, wait, what? wait, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> I never,
1: wait! I should never just wait. Can you point to me from here on? No, I'll just look. That, I just because okay. I
0: I want to just make sure we we do this a couple times today. What you'll hear it. cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home email <sighs> When it feels like all that's left is work hard
3: you know it's time to play It's easy to find your next favorite game at bodog.net play free casino games get poker tips and check out the latest sports odds visit Bodog.net today hashtag make a play
0: you know back in the early days of radio Coke and hookers that was part of the uh, morning Man uh mm-hmm. All of them was that's what you got. Profile, Front, yeah, right. so, exactly. I <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: was part of the profile while you were uh, nursing your children in Brampton. Me and Steve Anthony, we were out there. Sure, oh, of course. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, One Dan. Puns meat,
2: ke- meat, cake and tea, <laughs> coke and sluts.
0: <laughs> uh, that's right. Your world was cake and tea, and mine was coke and sluts. Here's
1: Dan hey, this episode of Humble and Fred is coming to you live from home bases in Brampton and Toronto and is brought to you by GigSky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, and GoDaddy. And now here are two men who need to toss peanuts to the squirrels in the backyard and then shop for spring fashions and get ready for the arrival of migrating birds, returning for the beginning of the upcoming renewal as the maple trees give us their sweet nectar blessings and fish splash in waters with seasonal joy. It's Humble and Fred. Jesus. Wow. Do you want your own show? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that, you know, Elo. it was
2: beautiful. Yeah. Message of hope. Oh, no, it was yes. great. Yeah. You know, I have, I have a huge tree on my front lawn. Dan oh, has a no. huge tree in his pants. <laughs> right on, <old> baby, couple. <laughs> <That's right>. Three <laughs> minutes
1: Sorry. In. Three minutes in. Is that, Three. Is that bit finished?
2: <laughs> There's this huge... Without the leaves A huge nest Near the top And I'm thinking What What kind of a bird Is like in there A condor or something Like some huge Anyway Turns out that's A squirrel's nest Have you ever seen The size of those mm-hmm. yeah, It's got, wild uh, it's,
0: uh, No I haven't multi-level condos or something, I, I, I usually uh, I usually mistake Those nests For condors as well <laughs> 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 we
1: have A lot of
0: <laughs> I often think I, I often oh, think God, Man we got a lot yeah. Of condors here In the uh, yeah. Sca- yeah. Queensway <laughs>
2: How else do you explain the size, right? I don't, even, you know I don't even try. <laughs> never. Like the, like the squirrels. Like, it's why do they need such a huge nest? It's crazy.
0: Maybe they want friends over.
2: <laughs> I guess. They're <laughs> squirreling know. stuff away. The
1: reason they're calling squirrels. Listen,
0: you guys love dogs as much as I do. Maybe more. I don't know. I can't quantify that. But one of the funniest things I think that, at least with my dog, is his lifetime obsession with trying to catch a squirrel. Oh, oh never yeah. going to. And that's why every time he chases one, I go, not going to happen today, buddy. Not going to happen today.
2: When I was a kid, I had a little dog that used to, she had pretty good luck with chipmunks. She'd get the odd one, but never a squirrel. No, never, ever a squirrel. Out West, we have what are called
0: uh, prairie dogs uh, or gophers. gophers. What's the difference between a gopher and a squirrel, Dan? I don't really know. A gopher and a squirrel um, no. What's a gopher A gopher is like, a, like a, Aren't they Four single? pounds What is Is a, a Gopher bigger oh. than a squirrel I don't remember mm, I'm sorry yeah.
2: A gopher is like A groundhog No They're not that big No but they're way bigger Than a squirrel No oh, I don't know if They're, way, they're not way bigger dude. No no
0: No, no squir- Gophers are not bigger Than a squirrel No That's Freddy They're not No No No
1: they 're spent time on the per gopher, yeah
0: gopher versus squirrel is what i 'm now googling okay yeah gophers it's really um,
1: kind of just a bit bigger than a
0: chipmunk they're not, yeah they 're not big. i mean they are really big they things. are similar size listen, fun fact, gopher or squirrel they 're literally the same size as a squirrel, look it up, you see and then now go back look it up and then go back and listen to the. The uh, the voice, the sourness in your voice when you were like, oh, how do you even live with yourself, not knowing that a squirrel and a gopher—they're not; they're very similar size.
1: Huh. Well, I, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like you know a big black squirrel—that's going to be bigger than
0: a gopher. Okay. You know, okay, Dan. I spent all well, the time in the. Park. Park. No, I, really. Yeah. So have yeah. I. I. That's yeah, why. I, I, hang on a second. There are squirrels that are large, and there are squirrels that are not so large. <laughs> we, I'm not disputing watchers? that there is the big black squirrel. I'm just saying, en general, which is French, that squirrels and gophers are of a similar size. I'll tell you who's small. Chipmunks are small. They're tiny. They are, yeah. Okay? Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, you know what's going on for you people who aren't watching us? <laughs> Fred's been doing uh, gopher research. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, squirrel gopher research. And what have you found out there, Pumpkin?
2: Uh, well, it, it it's hard to tell because there's a whole section here. What's the difference between gophers and groundhogs, too? Yeah. And they say they're... They're groundhog. similar. I don't. No, I don't know. I have just always thought a gopher was like a no, like a groundhog.
0: When we were younger, I, I probably told you the story, and I'm you know the older kids would go. We'd go down by the creek because right. where I lived in Moose Jaw was the second last street or third last street before it became you know it's a sort of prairie now it's changed since we were kids because there's a subdivision there but when i was a kid you could go to the country within a couple blocks and one of the things people we used to try and do was piss down a gopher hole to to get them to come out of the other part of the hole and try and snare them and then we drown them nice. I, yes Now, I don't know that we ever caught one, but that was the intention was to catch one and drown one and uh, and see what that was like.
2: Yes, it says here the main difference between gopher and groundhog is that gopher is smaller and lighter, lighter, whereas groundhog is larger and heavier. Well, thank you. isn't that a bit redundant? Gopher is smaller and lighter, whereas groundhog is larger and heavier. (laughs) We we can sort of make that deduction. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I guess um,
1: <laughs> I remember what? used to Farmers not a big fan of the, uh, the Of the gopher, the gopher. no well, Because, because they, the,
0: the, uh, they put holes in their fields Yeah,
1: and you know, like, you know Cattle can get you know, a, a hoof in there And break a
0: leg or something Okay, listen, we've got to move on Because uh, Dan, when you come back I mentioned this yesterday on the show uh, Unless you want to keep doing Under 20 minutes on gophers um, <laughs> I mentioned yesterday I'd come across this thing called The old man test and uh, I want oh, to, right. yeah, uh, yeah. and and go look it up, Dan. But I, we're not going to do the actual test. I and mean, this thing that's gone viral on TikTok, and it's not just for old men, because I will tell you. Even if you're a younger man or woman, uh, you might find this difficult to do. It's a balancing thing. But the reason they call it the old man test is as you age, you know, of course, your butt muscles and your core and it all starts to atrophy. And it's basically uh, it's a test to see how good your balance is. So go check it out on the actual test. They have basically, you, you know, you stand on one foot. And while you're on that one foot, you lean over, pick up a sock, put it on, pick up your shoe and put it on and tie it. Put your foot down and do the same thing with the other foot. Now, I've got an I'm going to augment this test for all three of us because I tried it last night and it's ridiculous how bad my balance is. Why but would you want to do that? Just because what you mm-hmm. can what it does is it shows you as you age mm-hmm. what you need to do to keep your body healthy and your balance mm-hmm. Because a lot of things, I'm, I'm being serious for a second. A lot of things that happen to older people as we age, falling over. And, that, and we were talking to that aging guy, mm-hmm. um, aging, uh, uh, safety aging guy. I know that's not the exact one. But, but part of it is as you age, you lose balance and you lose your strength. And this is to show you where your balance and strength is. And you'd be surprised.
1: So you, so you lose as soon as you
0: put your foot down? Oh, well, yeah as soon as you need to balance it's really here's what I did I, <clears throat> so go look it up Dan and we'll, at the end of the show I'm just going to have you do it maybe we'll just have you do it while we're commentating but basically I'm just going to have you put on uh, one item of clothing so maybe a sock or a shoe but we'll have you do it at the end of the show and see how it does
2: yeah All but right. Dan that's yeah. not fair with Dan because he has a kickstand yeah he has a kickstand <laughs> he'll be able to balance <laughs> that's right all right. Okay. There's this thing online I did actually yesterday. It's funny how this stuff comes up. I was talking to my mother-in-law, and she's 88, and she was going, Oh, Freddie, I don't want to be. I don't want to live another 10 years. You know. Anyway, she doesn't want to get too old. So I went online. I she doesn't want to thing. get too old. She's 88. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said something like 10 years from now, I better not be around. I said, Oh, Joan, you'll be around in 10 years. I better not be. And anyway. All right. So there's this thing online where you can punch in some details about your life and it tells you how long you're going to live. I think we've all Sure. Yeah. Age mine mine came, yeah. m- mine came in at 91. And it's like I don't want to well which could, probably could happen. Sure it could. I mean your mother was 87 or something. Well, right? yeah, my dad was 84 or something. Same as mine. Know, was, yeah. So if you're my, 91, what's the lease? Oh, probably 191.
0: Right. Mm. Uh huh. You'll be. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we have enough sponsorship to get us to ninety one.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not. You're only shooting for eighty four. I'm
0: still? not. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not ever stopping with the sponsorship. I know aspect of my life. <laughs> uh, Dan Duran's <laughs> news is also uh, later on the show and on the show today. Uh, Noel Kassler making his monthly appearance. I'm sure Noel will have lots to say about what's going on in America. The big news today. Vladimir uh, Zelensky is uh, addressing the Congress, or Congress, much like he addressed the Parliament in Canada. Got himself a three-minute standing ovation. I watched that this morning. It was very interesting. Uh, I, I didn't watch much of the speech, but interesting to see that he's now basically going to the big Western countries like Canada and the U.S. to shore up support, and we'll talk to Noel about that. Uh, When he joins us in a few minutes' time.
2: I saw it. It, It's pretty compelling when he says, imagine Russian bombs hitting the CN Tower. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, he's got a point. No, he's got a point, but on the flip side, too. And I understand why he wants the no-fly zone, but. Yeah, that's the only part I don't think he's going to get. No, all that comes with that, it's tough. It's a tough situation. What I found encouraging yesterday was all the reports about mutiny and uh, Russian uh, soldiers walking away from their equipment and uh, showing compassion on the streets to Ukrainians. Some of them, you know, the the human beings that are part of that.
0: Yeah, it's a tough, I, I heard that story. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was watching part, I think I was watching something like that when you, I was watching a report from Ukraine when you came on this morning. I was watching something on CNN. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, that comment about the CN Tower, when you look at those cities, and I look at the people of, of Ukraine, I, I, put my, I, I sort of think, okay, well, what, what, that, what would that look like if it was Toronto? I, mean, I didn't know about uh-huh. the comment in the CN Tower, but I thought, this is just, until a few weeks ago, that was just a city. Those were people wearing, you know, logoed sweaters uh-huh. and shirts and things, and they're just like us. They just happen to be in the way, in the path of a, of a madman. You know, and if you've said, and I've agreed, it's like one person is making us all feel this, like that one person is basically fucking the entire planet right now and not in a fun way. No, I know. But you know what I mean? Like those, that, that woman whose husband was blown up in a bomb a couple of days ago, you know, she was, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that story, but anyways, a story I heard yesterday and I got to see it this morning and it's just heartbreaking.
2: Yeah, and Justin Trudeau got a badge of honor yesterday, along with several other Canadian uh, politicians. Uh, He was banned from Russia. Wouldn't that... I mean, really, what a badge of honor to be banned from Russia. Number one, I wouldn't want to go to your goddamn country at this point, but that's pretty cool. I mean, because you've been designated as an enemy of Russia, and I think that really is... uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: Vladimir Putin. We out, all should be. Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, the problem with being an enemy of Russia, it, I, I get back to the list in a second, mm-hmm. is we have. I'm surrounded by Russians here. I mean, you know, that, I asked that question a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. What's going to happen? Hopefully, when this is all over, like I don't. I'm not. I have nothing against Russian people, but it's weird. Like you're. I have something against the Russian leader, and mm-hmm. what happens after? Are we all going to be? You know, our relationship with Russians in general, what's that going to be like?
2: Howard, again, here's another one of those situations. I'm watching television last night. I think it was during the hockey game. Mike Holmes comes on, you know, the renovator guy. Mm -hmm. And he's doing this endorsement for some renovation company called AGE or something. And he's standing there with the owner, and he throws to the owner, and it's a guy with a Russian name and a Russian accent. And immediately I'm thinking... That's weird. Like, I don't know what to think right now. Would I hire that guy? Well, to not hire him wouldn't be fair. But the way I feel right now, would I just avoid him Mm -hmm. if I found out he was Russian? These are all the personal... Yeah weird things that go on around something like this. It's kind of why I, I had up, those thoughts, I and had I, those I, thoughts.
0: I brought it up a couple of weeks ago and I don't think I articulated it particularly well, not that I did now, but you can now you know what I mean about like how do we how are we supposed to feel mm. about Russians? Because in a way I know it's part of the NATO alliance which we're part of, it's almost like yeah, we're not officially at war with Russia. But our prime minister just got on a list, including Biden and Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton, which uh, I thought her. Did you see what she said? Hillary Clinton tweeted yesterday. I want to thank the Russian uh, president for putting you know for putting in the Hall of Fame or something. Or hello, uh, no, hmm? she wanted to you know she wanted to thank the Russian president for this lifetime achievement award of being banned from Russia. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. I like that. Yeah, it was. Cool. Uh, yeah, but how are we supposed to feel? Is a question that. You know, we're going to have... Uh, the other thing that gives me hope... Go ahead.
2: No, I, I'm going to tell you, too. I'm, uh, after the Leaf game, I saw the end of the Leaf game last night, because I'm looking, in this kid, this goaltender for the Leafs, a Swedish kid, um, first start ever in the NHL, and I look, and I, the Leafs are leading, like, 4-0 late in the game, and I thought, this kid's going to get a shutout in his very first NHL game, which he did. Good for him. But right, right, but right after that game, it was the Islanders in Washington, And Mm -hmm. Alexander Ovechkin had just become the second-leading, all-time-leading goal scorer in the NHL. And I don't like him right now. You know, his association with Putin, you know, the pictures and stuff that he said about Putin, it's like, uh, number one, I'm thinking, I don't want this guy to beat Gretzky. Hopefully he never will for most goals. But number two, like, I just have a bad feeling when I see him now. You know, two months ago, I I wouldn't have given a shit. But I, I, I don't like him right now. And is that his fault? Well, sort of. You know, you're judged by the company you keep. I Isn't that what they say? Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm
0: never, I don't, you know, I I, I didn't know Ovechkin had gotten that close to Gretzky. But isn't well, he's he? he's not that close. No, but, he's, but clo- yeah. he's now second. Right. But he
2: hasn't got enough years left. Well, you Does know, he? it's out there. Like, it's out there that it could be possible if he played four or five more years and averaged 25, 30 goals, he could do it. But, but isn't I, he
0: in his be. late 30s now? Or I don't know. Well, that's what I mean. Is he, he's certainly toward the end of his career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is but, this kid uh, going to
2: solve your uh, goaltending problems, which apparently are dire? No. That's just one of those. You know the way those stories pop up every so often? You know, you got to be a long hauler. It's not the first time a Leaf goalie has won. I, like He was like the fourth Leaf goalie in history to win or to get a shutout in his debut. So it's not like it's that unique.
0: Well, you never know. I mean, like, y- y- mm. who knows? It's not unique, but maybe he's the savior. Maybe. He's the goal savior. Maybe. Maybe. Um, you know... On a different note, when we we're talking talking or speaking about how we're supposed to feel about Russians in general and then what happens going forward, back to the idea, there is some hope because there's no way Zelensky is going to get a no-fly zone uh, put in place because that is too provocative. But there seems to be, one of the things I was looking at, just as you came on as well this morning, there seems to be some hope around the idea that the tone of the Russian negotiators in negotiations seems to be easing a little bit. And maybe they're trying to figure a way out of this gracefully that allows Putin to keep whatever he needs in terms of his, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like in terms of his saving face, like, th- cause I think, even people in Russia uh, advising him realize that this is really a no-win situation for them other than the West gets involved and now we're in some kind of limited nuclear conflict. Or there's a term I'd heard for the first time two days ago, a battlefield tactical nuke, like something that's just battle- restricted to battlefield. Have uh, you ever heard that before? Because I had... A nuclear weapon? a nu- But a weapon that's only a sort of contained to a battlefield versus a, yeah. a city being targeted no anyhow what do you think about that
2: uh number one can you believe them the tone that's the first thing that pops up with me because they are such horrific no this liars. came from
0: the ukraine this came from a ukrainian yeah. this came from the advisor
2: oh no oh, okay no, oh no, you I believe mean, the russians, russians right right okay all, all right on the level with them right which i mean that that's encouraging but then my mind just goes, what, the, the, the death, the destruction, all for what? Like, right now, he's, he's, you talk about a heartless, heartless, cold-blooded man, like, just targeting. Oh, no, like, I know. F- something like 43 schools were demolished yesterday across the country. Why? Why schools? Do they think that, you know, because it's a school, maybe, you know, it's being used as cover for some other thing? I guess that's that's the tactical thing. But and then to see apartment buildings just obliterated with people in them and, you know, I I see a 75 year old man walking down the street and, you know, half his brains hanging out. And it's like Putin's got to see these things. Like, at what point do you go like, you know, I'm responsible for that. I can't do this. But I guess that's naive. On well, my I, I, you know, on some of the other stories along the
0: same lines, I was watching something and they showed a, a hospital uh, dark at night and not because they can't uh, get generators to create power. It's because they don't want mm-hmm. the Russians to know that that's a hospital. And I thought to myself, you know, because there was a bunch of talk yesterday about war crimes and he's already responsible and some of the russian soldiers soldiers are understanding that they're what they're doing is criminal Mm
3: -hmm. but i
0: thought you know i thought similar things like how do you reconcile that you're you're this russian leader and and you're basically putting citizens like just regular folk Mm -hmm. in the hospitals or you're killing them to Mm -hmm. what end like so you you Mm -hmm. accomplish what Mm -hmm. And, and and let's say they did actually take over ukraine you think those people are gonna be subject to you
2: Mm-mm.
0: like what is the end game here
2: i don't know <sighs> okay i mean two two sort of lighter stories yes or happier stories like there's a whole pile of ukrainian kids being sent to uh sick kids so sick kids is making room for i guess some of the more dire cases which is nice And that woman, another weird story yesterday, that woman that went on national television in Russia and held up the sign, she was released yesterday with only a fine. Hmm. Because the assumption was you would never see her again, right? And it's just a head scratch where it's like, wow, that's so unlike what you would expect for her to do that and ever be seen again. You know, either, um, you know, executed or... In some prison But she walks out of a, Like a courthouse After a small fine Like 200 and some odd dollars U.S. was the equivalent And and she even spoke It was weird And it is weird um, Yeah I thought about
0: this The other day And not that it's A lighter thing But more of it Maybe a different Aspect of the Ukrainian people Dan and I, and you were talking about gophers versus, you know, squirrels. But one of the other things in Saskatchewan that I grew up around was a lot of Ukrainians. Lots of them. Yeah. In southern Saskatchewan in particular. And here's the thing I thought of. Like, and this goes back to the 60s, sort of around the same time where Canadians were still making packy jokes. Mm-hmm newfie jokes were a big part of our childhood Mm -hmm. in the late 60s and 70s i imagine more out here but out west ukrainian jokes really yeah man but it was the same type of like used as a like the newfie type of jokes right like they were the butt of the joke right i just remember that and i thought isn't it interesting how our perception of that country over my lifetime has changed Mm-hmm. And if you you know, again, I grew up around a lot of kids that were Ukrainian in that in that area. And I just thought it was interesting mm-hmm. how and especially now, like you don't hear anyone making Newfie jokes nowadays, but it was it was rampant in our mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm.
2: Something else I've thought about and we've talked about, you know, when it comes to COVID and vaccines and mask mandates and uh, the dumb Dum, uh convoy. If over the summer you're sitting with people who who actually are anti-maskers or, you know, are gleeful that they didn't have to get the vax and now we're out of this thing, if in fact we are going to be out of this thing, I don't know. No, I know. Um, Or they agreed with the trucker situation. What if if you're sitting with a Russian person and they... you know, they're a Putin backer. Or they endorse the war. Or they try to explain to you why it was a good thing. Like, wh- what situation is that going to create? You talk about polarization. I mean, from a polarization standpoint and a friction standpoint, we're far from the end of COVID or this. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know the
0: answer. i mm-hmm. you know, getting back to how we're supposed to feel about the Russians. You know, I sort of do it as a joke, but, you know. And this goes back to Dan. When Dan and I first went overseas, first time I ever went to Europe was with Dan, and I was the running gag was I'm, I said, Dan, we can go there, but I am not having sex with German women. That's my former <laughs> protest. And that was like the running gag. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll pick up those girls, but not if they're German. Anyway, <laughs> the joke was we 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 had sex with no women. Um, but even now, you know, like I, you know, sometimes wonder like what is it like if you're in a conversation with somebody from Germany and they want to start saying well historically you know, the German people weren't you know blah 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 but my answer would be I can't imagine you are going to be around the fire with somebody from Russia
2: this oh. summer who knows right? Yeah. probably not you're right however you know I've had I've had like a uh, Uh, service people come in this house that i know are russian Mm. oh yeah you just get into a conversation and they start talking about the motherland and i mean you know prior to this just neat stuff about food and visiting and relatives coming over and all that kind of thing but will it drift into this now i don't know
0: aren't all those guys that did our counters weren't they all russian I believe so. Yeah. Um, let's switch gears quickly because we're going to we're get back into this, obviously, with our friend Noel Kassler momentarily. You've already heard the show is brought to you by Bodog. I'll also tell you, it's brought to you by HealthGage. Go to HealthGage.com. Do it now. Find out more about this amazing system, this watch, this healthcare cost-effective, efficient device. And now you can get 15% off. Might as well do it now. Why not? Go check out how your health is happening. Use the promo code HumbleFredHG for 15% off at checkout. HealthGauge.com. It's a world open to you of health care information on your body 24 hours a day. And now it's 15% off if you use the promo code HumbleFredHG at checkout.
2: So uh, Tim Nimblett will not be on the show today, right? That's right. Tim is in Florida, and I think he's taking his grandson to Universal Studios. And he sent us a a note uh, telling us uh, that the damage uh, to your bo- <laughs> pocketbook—that <laughs> oh, your pocketbook, right. your wallet—that can. You he said here in December it was one hundred and sixty dollars a person if you bought Universal uh, front of the line passes. Now it's three hundred and seventy per person. Wow! Are you kidding me? That's for a day. Yeah. Like how can like who can do that? Anyway, uh Tim says if you have time, please say hi and thanks to the many listeners and clients for many years and many referrals who geographically are all over the GTA of course, north to Sudbury, east to Peterborough and Ottawa, south to Windsor, west to BC and in Britain, Columbia and all across the US including Florida, Ohio, Colorado and Texas. Isn't that a wonderful story? He's Tim Niblett. He's the Retirement Sherpa. He's a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. And Tim is your guy. He's our guy. RetirementSherpa.ca
0: I really wanted to switch gears completely. And this isn't going to be a sponsor endorsement. Although, you know, Fred and I talked a couple days ago about the success we're having on the Noom Diet. A uh, very interesting psychology-based... You know, weight loss system. I don't want to say diet, but for lack of a better word, this diet that we've been on now for a couple months. And the reason I bring it up is last night, my friend, I took my friend Paul out for dinner. He took, he's the guy that took care of Stan for the entire month that I was gone. Mm, and nice. I said, Paul's here, let's go to, I said, you know, we found a place near us and it was the keg in Mississauga, Argentia Road, if you know that area. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Not that far from you.
2: It's where Dick and June, they used to live right there.
0: Mom and dad did? Mm-hmm. Nice. And this is the point I want to make about the Noom diet, but also just making the point about how many calories are in an average meal when you go out for dinner. So I'm going to test you because you've been doing this for a couple of months. It's not a test, but I want to throw this by you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, And I'm going to tell you what I ate. And I want to see if you have a sense of... How many calories that is. All right. Okay. So for appetizers, I shared the bacon-wrapped sea scallops, which were excellent. I had three of them. For my uh, salad, I had the wedge salad with blue, tree, blue cheese dressing. Wedge salad, you know, just a big hunk of, you know, mm-hmm. lettuce. Then my mainer was the uh, keg, and this was excellent, too. Six-ounce steak with a lobster tail and my what, side
2: what kind of uh, steak
0: um I don't you know just your regular six I like a nice steak ribeye. you, you rib.
2: want me to count the calories it depends on how lean the steak was
0: okay well it was six ounces that's all I can give you right now
2: okay side a rib, was a, six ounce rib steak has got a lot more calories than a six ounce uh, New York
0: okay well it was a rib steak
2: okay uh, mar, and then the side was uh, garlic mashed
0: potato yeah. and then I had one quarter serving of the bread and that's it uh-huh. what do you think that was and and, and the reason I'm, I'm sharing this with everyone because i i i thought you might have a sense of it I, I wanted to share this because it just gives you a sense and that that would i would not think anything of having that much food if i were going out for dinner or if i were going to your house for dinner and you made us a steak and um whatever right I mean sure maybe I wouldn't you wouldn't offer bacon wrapped sea scallops as an appetizer but there'd be something so what do you think that was calorically
2: Well what I know like the bacon concerns me it's a red and high in calories the blue cheese dressing uh, again flags go up you're on a wedge so i'm just rounding this off and again not knowing exactly what the cut of beef was i'd say you're in the 15 to 1600 calorie
0: good for range. you good for mm-hmm. you fifteen hundred and fifty eight calories <laughs> see good for you because I, and i and i'm saying good mm-hmm. for you because while and the cool thing about noom and again this isn't a noom commercial but the cool thing mm-hmm. is i just started entering the keg and every mm-hmm. keg steakhouse item came up on that app right every mm-hmm. one of them mm-hmm. like it couldn't have been easier entering that now uh-huh. If you're listening, you're thinking, wow, if you had fifteen hundred and fifty eight calories for dinner, you must have had so many more calories for the rest of the day. Well, not really, because my breakfast yesterday was about three hundred calories. My lunch was about four hundred. My allowable ca- and I worked out yesterday. So my allowable calories for the day was around 2,300, 2,400. because I'm not trying to lose weight anymore. And wouldn't you know it, I got home and I still had about 50 calories left on the day. And my little nighttime snack was grapes. Anyway, the point is, even with that 1,600-calorie dinner, I was inside of my allowable limit because of the accountability and the keeping track, etc. What I wanted to share with you and others is... When you're not keeping track of what you're eating, you have a 1,600-calorie meal. Now, remember, I don't drink, so there was no alcohol with that. Can you imagine? Most people would have started with a drink, probably had wine with dinner. So now that meal's in the 2000s. The problem with most of us, though, is the rest of the day, we're also having 1,000 for lunch, 800 for breakfast. You know, Dan and I went out for uh, breakfast with Rachel on the weekend. I had 1,000 calories at breakfast with Mm -hmm. with Just Eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. But I thought with the the cool part of Noom at least for me in the in this going out for dinner escapade was that it didn't put me over because I had sort of watched what I ate the rest of the day or not even watched what I ate. I just allowed for it. It was fascinating. Well, that,
2: yeah, and that's another good thing about Noom because you And again, I nailed that because I've been doing it for two months now and I just you just know you know how to ballpark stuff it doesn't take long to sort of get a feel for it. And then those little, like bacon is like deadly when it comes to (laughs) calories and fat and obviously. Um, But you make another good point because uh, my buddy Doug and his wife Laverne came over in the weekend. My mother-in-law was here. I got a good, uh, I almost unexpectedly, unexpectedly, they phoned in the afternoon and said, they're coming. So I thought, Oh, what are we going to do? So I, went and got a big load of thai food right Mm -hmm. but the thing is i hadn't planned for it but i still ate it and i just blew my noom like to smithereens that day like high in the 2000s because i had been out earlier in the day and i had a sandwich and all this stuff um and with the thai food it doesn't take long to to pile up the calories Mm -hmm. it's crazy but, it, it, but anyway, that plays into exactly what you said. If you're not aware of what you're eating and what your calorie intake is in a day,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's how I gain weight. Like, you know, every couple of years I have to pull in the reins because you have day after day after day of not really thinking about it and being like at 2,000 and mm-hmm. maybe some days 3,000. Easily. Easily. You know, so a few. Yeah. And a few days of that every week. Of course, you're going to gain weight. And that's the beauty of Noom. And the other thing about Noom, as you said, if I know I'm going to the keg tonight, I can I could go to the menu and pretty much put my dinner in for mm-hmm. tonight so it allows me to look at the rest of the day, well, which is great. A, a, well, absolutely. And again, I'm,
0: I'm not kidding you. I'm very impressed with you going between 1,500 and 1,600 calories. Mm-hmm. And the reason I am is because until I started entering it... Mm-hmm. Like, I looked at the calories on the menu. Like any restaurant, the keg does. that They give you the the calorie count. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at individual items, you're not sort of seeing them as a whole. I didn't even... I knew we were going to go to have dinner. I knew I was going to... Really, what I wanted was the king crab legs, was they didn't have... (laughs) Excuse me, but... I didn't do anything differently for breakfast or my snack or for lunch. Just those, because mm-hmm. I've learned how to eat those, they're all pretty low-calorie, high-density foods, but low-calorie. So I had a huge lunch salad and all this other stuff and some smoked salmon, but it only added up to 420 calories. By the time I went to dinner, I could have anything I wanted on that
2: menu. hmm <laughs> And Howard, it all gets back to this, because I imagine there's a lot of fellas listening to this right now and going, no way, man, I'm not getting into that. I can't be bothered. It's, you know, it's just taking control. I mean, if you look at yourself or just the way you feel, because I know what it's like when I start getting into the 180s. Like if I, if I edge into the 180s, I can just feel it. I don't feel very good. Mm hmm i just don't so it's like yeah i have to do something about this and traditionally you know like every couple of years i have to take off 10 12 pounds whatever it is unfortunately i let it go but i know those bells go off for me like this isn't good and the older you get the harder it becomes to take it off yeah way and the older you get if you're carrying that weight the more damage it does to, to all sorts of things i mean not to mention joints um, well, not to mention joints, your, your body, when you have a lot of
0: extra weight for men, of course, we carry it yeah. around our midsection. It's not just physically and visually, I should say, that you look fatter, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not good for your organs. Because no. what it does is it inflames everything about you. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen you in person since we started this, but I saw my buddy Paul yesterday for the first time in five weeks, and he could tell right away. That I've lost some weight, and I lose oh, it in my course. face first. But I've really, this time, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I not need to lose 12 pounds every couple of years, but I you know, I know mm-hmm. there's a four or five pound variance mm-hmm. between summer and winter. But I can tell you, I'm really feeling it in my midsection now. I've started to really lose that I don't know, love handles or what <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel called it, my muffin top. Which said, is difficult.
2: <laughs> it yeah. is. Sometimes you can, you, know, you can lose weight, but you don't lose the flab.
0: But here's the bottom line. If you take in more calories than you burn in a day, if you have a calorie um, surplus, you're going to gain weight. You just are. And if you have a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. But you only need a little. That's a great thing. And again, we're not. this isn't our official Noom uh, sponsorship. But I'm just telling you, it's been a great thing for me and Fred, for me especially, because I, I need to keep track of what I eat. Because if I don't, I just will free range M Ms and ice cream at night, and I'll have a you know a, a Starbucks high calorie sandwich, and then a jerk chicken. You know what I mean? Like I just go because my neighborhood is filled with food mm-hmm. that's easy to it's easy access, and some of it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's just high calorie. Anyway, yeah, fifteen hundred <laughs> and fifty calories, you, like
2: it, man. It, Noom is a really really good tool. And again, this isn't the official commercial. It is a very, very good tool if you're serious about losing weight. Because, yes, it involves, you know, getting your phone and entering what you're eating and how much and, you know, planning your day. And to a lot of guys, I can't speak for women because I'm not a woman, but
0: (laughs) to a lot of guys, that's
2: like, oh, man, I know it's a lot of work. It seems it's not, though. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it seems well, like it is.
2: It, well, it's not a lot of work if you're serious. But There's it's some a lot of work. People, you know, you talk to people all the time. Yeah, I got to take some weight off. And okay, well, when when is day one of doing that? Yeah. Well, it never comes, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. It is
0: uh, <coughs> it is some work, and but it's, it's not a lot of work if you're serious. And uh, okay, well, I'm going to finish this by just telling you. This wasn't official, but if you want to sign up for it, might as well just go ahead and tell you. You can sign up. Uh, at Noom.com slash HF2022. That's Noom.com slash HF2022. And again, this was not official. Uh, still to come, Noel Kassler will be joining us here in a second. I'm not sure if we're going to get to the Canadian tire story today. The old man test will be a bit later. Uh, Ontario COVID numbers, quickly, I don't know if you saw, we're at a thousand cases here. In Ontario, just 1,000. Yeah. I thought that was pretty Oh, good.
2: okay, but oh, not hospitalizations. I know what no, you mean. No, okay. just,
0: just a full number.
2: Oh, okay, right. Across, yeah, you scared me there for a
0: second. No, no, I, did, I didn't say hospitalizations.
2: No, I know, I know. My mind went there. Okay. That's what I, I'm saying. I, for, there I was only
0: 4,200 cases across the country yesterday, and America's doing pretty good. 25,000 cases in a country of 330 million people. But uh, unfortunately... The number of deaths in America is going to get to 1 million sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh Uh, Speaking of Americans, one of our favorite over the last couple of years has become uh, this gentleman, former producer for The Apprentice. He has worked uh, big rock shows and television productions over the last 25 years and has rubbed elbows. People say that, but it's it's a figure of speech, Noel. He's rubbed himself up against celebrities. In any manner and fashion, it's Noel Kassler from the Noel Kassler Podcast. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi, buddy. Good no, morning. Wait. Nolly, what's morning. your podcast name again? I always
3: it's it, it's eponymously titled the Noel Kassler podcast.
0: Fantastic, I got it right. Exactly. Uh, just for everyone, uh, we're going to talk about Trump and Putin. Uh, but just to want to remind you, if you were in the Philadelphia area on the eighth of June, Noel is performing again at the City Winery, uh, June eighth. All details uh, follow him as I do at Kassler Noel on Twitter. So, my friend, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm
3: glad to see you guys. Not much has happened in the world since. No, last- it's, you know what? Oh. It's been kind of a sleepy time. Exactly. I was like, what are we going to talk about? Nothing has happened.
0: Here we get. Let's get right into it. A couple of weeks before Putin attacked Ukraine, right wing media was filled with the, why? What's wrong with Vladimir Putin? He's a good guy. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. Why should we be afraid? Putin's not done anything to harm us. Isn't it interesting? And I want to hear your thoughts that that narrative has just gone 360.
3: Yeah. Well, cause you know, they're shameless. They're, they're shameless opportunists and they know their audience isn't going to hold them to account on anything they say in terms of, you know, Fox news and MAGA. So they can switch like that. And it, it, it's maddening, especially to see these congressmen do it, you know, and, and some of them are still pro Putin, but make no mistake about it. like, Trump was in the back pocket of Vladimir Putin and Russian oligarchs back to the time I worked with him. The entire after parties were like meet and greets for for Russians looking to launder money and stuff. We can get into that another time. but
0: No, like, no, no, let's get into it now. What do you mean?
3: Felix Sater was a Trump Organization employee when I started working on Celebrity Apprentice around 2008, nine era, you know, and he was the guy who worked with Paul Manafort and Michael Cohn and stuff. And he was he was sort of like a go between. He was a Russian mobster. He'd gone to prison once for stabbing somebody in the eye with a cocktail glass in Mm. a bar. Real nice guy. Right. But he had Trump Organization business cards. He was their employee. So the after parties like we had a big one at Trump Soho after we taped the live finale. Right. And you go there and you expect to see like celebrities and all this kind of stuff. And it's all these Russian dudes like these Russian mob looking types with like 20 year old girlfriends in fur coats in Mm. May, you know, in June. And then he would work the room with Jared and Ivanka and make all these introductions you know, and at the time you had no idea this guy was being president. And the fact that he was selling condos to Russians was no secret in New York city since the eighties. I mean, that's, that's his whole business model. He was the guy who developed selling condos instead of co-op boards. A co-op board is traditionally how you buy into a big fancy building in New York city. You got to say where you went to school, where you got the money, where your grandfather got the money. You know, it's a class thing. Trump came in and was like, I'll sell you a condo. If you got the money, I don't care Mm -hmm. where it came from. So, When the Soviet Mm -hmm. Union was collapsing in the late 80s, it was a great opportunity because all these guys were trying to get all this money that they were grifting, you know, from the former Soviet Union now that they were in charge of industry out of the country. And Trump made that all too easy. And it was a spigot that didn't turn off through his presidency. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we all see he sided with Putin every chance he could get in a policy way, you know.
2: (laughs) We talked about this last week, though. What the frustrating part is with Trump right now is when is something going to stick to this fucker? Because even the the district attorney in New York is reluctant, doesn't want to bring charges forward. It made a couple of the lawyers quit because they thought that all the ducks were in order. We got to charge this guy. The district attorney, apparently a Democrat says there's not enough there. Those guys got disgusted and walked away. When is, you know, we keep hearing... We kept hearing that once he wasn't president, all this shit was going to come piling down on him, but nothing is sticking it's frustrating nothing. what's that all about
3: well that's that's the mo of trump you know he's sort of been above the law this whole time nothing ever sticks that's why i always tell people time is not on your side if the doj <laughs> wants to do something you better do it quick because he runs out the clock and that's a great example the new york you know manhattan da had it impaneled a grand jury last year that's expiring next month right but in that time Trump was able to block everything with his lawyers and his lawsuits and challenge every motion. And Mm -hmm. then a new D.A. came in because there was a new guy who got elected right in November. That's the guy who shut it down. And it wasn't just two prosecutors. It was the guy from Paul Weiss and another guy like these were legendary guys in the legal, you know, as prosecutors. Mm -hmm. And they were working pro bono. You know, these are guys that make $10 million a year, and they're like, we'll do it for free. He's so guilty. Right. And apparently they had a mountain of evidence, and the new DAs, like, shut it down. There, There is some rumor that they did that in deference to the Attorney General of the United States, who's about to bring a case. But if he's about to bring it, bring it soon, brother. Yeah, well, so exactly.
0: And, and as long as you and I have been talking, three of us, I should say, have been talking, you know, there's this sort of fantasy, and I know I'm not the only one that has it, of finally seeing him on his way to jail or some kind of con but the point i'm trying to make is it doesn't matter right now anymore what happens to trump i watched an australian 60 minutes interview this morning with a woman that in- was endorsed by trump i can't remember her name she's running for the governor of arizona yeah. carrie lake. And, is pardon mm-hmm. me carrie lake yeah, yeah i mm-hmm. watched this interview with her and the trump stink is all over her and the point i'm trying to make is his stink is all over American politics, and it will go forward even without him.
3: Thank you, Howard. That is exactly the point I'm trying to make. That's what I'm saying about time is not on your side. First of all, the, the fantasy of tra- seeing Trump do a perp walk in an orange suit like ain't never going to happen. Okay, no. He's 76 years old in a couple months. He'll tie it up until he's 85 if he's ever actually charged. Right. But it doesn't matter now because there's 100 Trumps. Ron DeSantis, you know, the guy in, in Texas, Governor Abbott. That's the problem, you know, that, that his branding of fascism worked so well on a certain percentage of the population in this country that you have people like Carrie Lake, a clearly like psychopath, but a disciplined one. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw that interview, too. Like, she's good with her mouth. Yeah. Right? She's good at flipping it on the interviewer. She's polished. She's a former like weather lady. You know? And like, you go, you, I tell people this too. You, you've seen how much damage Marjorie Taylor Greene and Madison mm-hmm. Cawthorn and Lauren Barber, wait till there's 30 of them. You know, wait till the next election cycle. Well, and, and I think you've up. said
0: this, Noel, if I may just interject, wait until there's a smart one. Right because those other ones you can it's easy to Mm -hmm. dismiss taylor green and bobert they're fucking idiots but wait until there's a polished smart one mm -hmm. who has that ideology but that carrie lake interview is a great one to watch when you want to see somebody who has the ability to say what you said was black but i said it was white but what you really said was white but i thought you said black i mean it's unbelievable she just Mm -hmm. ties herself up and, and if you were watching that and you're a fan of that ideology you're going to come away thinking the interviewer was a prick Which he wasn't, but you're going to think he was if you support her. Right.
3: Absolutely. And she's always smart enough to bring it back to Trump. There's always a praise Trump, just like a preacher will be like, praise Jesus, you know, every sentence or so. So she's always reminding the base. I'm part of that glory that you're a part of attached to me and we'll be together in this movement. And that's. That works on people on a deeper level than normal politics, right? That's a psychological cult of personality type vibe. And that's what's terrifying. And that's what I'm trying to warn people about, because you don't battle that with traditional politics. You don't battle that kind of stuff on a debate stage. That's a cultural shift that we haven't, you know, we don't know how to really battle, right?
2: Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's the midterms are this fall. And obviously, well, uh, traditionally in in the United States over the past several elections, you know, it sort of flips. ever the sitting government, the midterms go the other way, and it'll probably happen this time, obviously. What do they have to do between now and the next election in 2024 to turn this thing around? Because they don't seem to be doing a very good job of it right now. I'm saying the Democrats and the other side, so to speak.
3: I agree with you, and I do not know the answer to that. It's a pretty scary proposition, if you're honest, because Biden's doing the best job he can do. All things Mm -hmm. considered, the guy's inherited like a disaster. But... Rising gas prices. You know that's one of those things that's a neat. Americans think it's their god given right to pay two dollars a gallon of gas. That's why we Mm -hmm. drove fifty foot long cars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) When guys in Europe look at the cars after morning, they're minis and stuff, and we're driving not
0: America. That's funny.
3: that's one of those things again <laughs> that works on people on a cultural level yeah. you know and it's real it's hard to run against that guy's making you pay six dollars a gallon of gas that's that's all they need to say
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean and and, and oh, no you're right and it's really funny because like, I just was in Italy in the fall and they're still you know the cars are tiny in fact in Florence Freddie you know one of those sort of narrow streets they have, they have cars that aren't much bigger than motorcycles but you when know, I just got back from California and you're right it's like there are people with truck so big they have little cars uh, in the back of the truck mm-hmm. exactly. but the point about biden is he inherited a disaster yes but there's lots to run against him on beside yeah. gas prices uh they can now their narrative as well putin didn't attack when trump was president which is true say what you want but they like those are facts that they can run against
3: Absolutely. And they can bring up the Afghanistan thing. And Afghanistan. And that was his fault, that was a, an imbroglio and it just looked bad. And it's, you know, that that's what I mean. Biden's not doing himself any favors. I doubt Biden's going to run again anyway.
0: Well, <laughs> he may not. Li- He's too old. Noel. I know. I know.
3: That will, I, you know, Democrats will get mad at me. He was never my first choice. Yeah, me I don't neither. hate on the guy. But I think now's the time you need a young guy who's got his wits about him. You needed a Beto O'Rourke, somebody like who's very like, you know, in his. You need a
0: Zelensky. Team. You need a guy like Obama. Exactly. Someone in their 40s. That's
3: what I mean. A quarterback. He yes, a young. We need Tom Brady.
2: What? Exactly. Fucking forget the, Buc- <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go run for president. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, something like that. You know, 16 Minutes on Sunday night, they did an infrastructure uh, interview with Pete Buttigieg. And I'm thinking, you know, there's the pro. He reminds me of a young John Kennedy, you know, vibrant and smart. But is that. What would he go through as a gay man as the, as the nominee? It, would,
3: it, it probably wouldn't happen. I agree with you. He's who I thought of. He didn't appeal to me too much when he was running, but after since I've studied the guy, and he's clearly brilliant, and he really has a command of what he talks about. But no, the country's not ready probably for a gay president you know, <laughs> or a woman.
2: But one thing about uh, Biden, I, I found it interesting because we all got annoyed when uh, Trump used to say the China virus. <laughs> But now uh, Biden is calling gas prices, Putin's gas prices. You know, if like? yeah. <laughs> you notice that yeah. the spin that's put on this stuff is amazing. We've had the conversation.
0: I, I wasn't a huge Biden supporter. Not that I had anything against him politically. I really didn't know much about him other than the fact that I thought at the time. And I said it a bunch of times. We both said it to at 78 years old. Like, I got to tell you, no, we're much older than you. I'm 62. What are you in your forties somewhere? What are you? I'm 51 on okay. Friday as Oh, buddy, congratulations. Right, 51. You know what we call 51-year-olds? We call them kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I can tell you, at our age, I, you know, I've already noticed I don't have the same energy I did at 51. What is a 78-year-old's energy like? Because I'll tell you, you know, like, I get nappy around 3 in the afternoon. And that's just when, like, oh, Zelensky's on the line. Yeah, but I'm going to have a little nap.
3: I'm with yeah, you. It's too old. It's, it's too old. To be honest, it's too
2: old, you know. Even the way he walks, he tries to have this sort of little jump in his a step for show. T- to me, he looks like a marionette. Just the way he, <laughs> no. he does. Just the <laughs> way he walks, and I he's know. putting it on to show some some kind of vitality. And it's just, it doesn't look good. He, it, I know. You know, and for people generally, regardless of what side you come down on, uh, Republican or Democrat, it's a little unsettling to have the guy at the top appear to be that feeble, yeah, it it really is.
3: It, it's cringe worthy yeah. when you watch it. And it reminds me of Obama because, you know, I worked on his both of his inaugurations. And the first one, the country was in a similar kind of mm-hmm. dire straits. Right. We were bogged down in Iraq and Afghanistan. The mar- financial crash had just happened. You know, so this guy was inheriting a ton of stuff, too. And I remember, you know, we did his inauguration and he walked into the tent and the guy looked like he was the man to go in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a there was a spring in his step was just like, I can make these free throws, coach, put me in there was a co- like a, a confidence that wasn't overly cocky but it was like no i got this and i remember thinking that looking at him like because i would be terrified if i was about to have to do what he had to do and he was like no i got this and that translates right zelink Zelensky's is the best example of that everyone's like hell yeah bro give me a gun i will follow you anywhere and a yep. whole country is following him and they're they're knocking back the world's, you know, second largest army or whatever. So
0: uh, where, I I know you're uh, outside of New York city, but you're in contact with a lot of people there. You have friends in the, in politics and in entertainment. Just give us a sense and and, and not that we're ready to wrap up, but I want to remind everyone that Noel's got his own podcast. He also, uh, one of the things I love about Noel on Twitter is he does some daily rant stuff. It's very, very good. Some of it's very funny too, because Noel is funny, but tell us Noel, uh, what's what what is the sense in your circle of what's going on in Europe right now?
3: I, I think it's terrifying. You know, I was in the city all day yesterday for 13 hours. I went to Vaselko, which is a beloved Ukrainian um, restaurant in Manhattan that I've been eating at since 94. It was like an all night diner where you get a plate of stuffed cabbage at 2 a.m. <laughs> and they treat right. you like family. It was just an institution when you're a broke comic or whatever. That's right. Great
0: drunk food
3: right exactly just good you know you know what i'm talking about and i went in there because i was like let me support them because all their carry out 100 of the proceeds are going you know to, to relief in, in ukraine so i went in to get a huge order and when i walked in the door i had to fight back the tears the vibe was so heavy you could feel it because these are ukrainian people like mm-hmm. their waiters everybody who works there and the vibe is heavy so you know, that would be the best way I could describe it. People are scared and the overtones to World War Two are unavoidable. World War, as, you war, know what war I mean?
0: Three. I war mean, World yeah.
3: II, well, this feels like. Oh, I see. III, right? Yeah, 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 the yeah. Imagery, you know, yes. I, you know, it, it's eerily similar to other things that we've stood around and watched in the past and gotten into yes. too late. And that's my greatest fear is that we're going to regret not acting sooner if we eventually have to close the skies or provide more guns and stuff which we have to you yeah. know it's be you,
2: you think so you think that's
3: an option I do like- Really? I, I think we have to do all we can. Yes, I do. I, I, I sometimes I feel like you just have to, to to take a stand. I'm not saying let's egg on, you know, thermonuclear war. But I'm saying I think Putin is calling the West bluff a bit. I think we react mm. to everything from that Soviet era that we grew up on, that this massive superpower was ready to, you know, kill us. And in reality, he's got a bunch <clears throat> of 19 year old conscripts that are like, fuck that, <laughs> you know, yes. and putting down their guns and stuff. So I think he's on his heels more than we're being aware of i'm not saying we have to do it but i think Bullies only react to getting punched in the face. And nobody's punched this guy in the face since yeah. Crimea, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and and Syria and Aleppo and stuff. I don't know. It's just hard to watch a guy raise a city. And the images we're all seeing, you know, if I was 25, I'd be over there right now. No, no joke. I can't sit and watch this. I'm not yeah. a great soldier, but I'd be doing something. I'd be on a plane and I'd be cooking in a refugee camp or something. You know, well,
2: the last count was 20,000 international Soldiers, self-designated soldiers, <clears throat> have gone to Ukraine that aren't even Ukrainian. Right, like twenty thousand people around the uh, I around. Know. The- the world have gone there to help them already. Right. I know. That's a, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, the problem with the bully analogy, and I get it, man. Somebody needs to punch him right in the... Well, actually, both. Face and dick. Face and dick punch <laughs> simultaneous. The problem with the no-fly zone, and for most people have heard this by now, and that's what Zelensky's going to talk about in about a half an hour at, at Congress. The problem is where the bully analogy fails is that if you go to that no-fly zone or a red line or whatever it is and then they cross it well, because of the way NATO is structured, now we're in war with Russia and I think everyone wants to kind of, as much as Canadians are supporting and Americans are supporting and, and, and such, but I think there's a nervousness, mm-hmm. and both of you can react to this, I think there's a nervousness around stepping over that red line and now well, 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 we're all fucking in it now
3: yeah, I think you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. My reaction is an emotional one. Of you know, course. as a hot-headed, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, dude, dog, we,
0: yeah.
3: we all want them taken right. out. Exactly. I think you're right. Better minds than me will figure that out. And caution is certainly the way to go with it. It, You know, it's just, obviously, we haven't fe- hit on the right solution yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's scary.
2: And you, you talk about punching him in the face. Some, some Part of me thinks, you know. If they did uh, create a no-fly zone and went after him, he might just be a limp dick, pathetic, you know, and it might be over in a day. But, that, but the other side of that is, I think of my grandkids. So you're, you're, like, if it becomes a world war, what does it mean to them? Like, wh- sometimes world wars, obviously, last, fi- you know, four or five years. Can Do you want to spend the next four or five years in a world war? Because it could come no. to that, maybe. No. Well, and no, that's I my know. point, is that's why, yeah. I,
0: listen, nothing would give mm-hmm. me more joy than seeing this guy taking out fucking jets flying. And mm-hmm. yeah, but then if some, l- listen, it's, it's very we're on a precipice of something if something goes wrong i mean look at other historical wars yeah. where you know ferdinand some, somebody gets their nose out of joint and now there are missiles flying and you know you live in a city we live in a city that would definitely be targeted not that it would ever i don't know that it would come to that but we're we would be instantly in harm's way i know in a way no. that we in a way that wouldn't have been possible in the 1940s for our parents yes
2: hmm
3: I agree. It's terrifying. I mean, and, and we all know that's the end of life as we know it on this planet. That's what you're dealing with. Existential, like, the, does the planet survive? Exactly. I, and, and that's in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like that's no, where I we're at.
2: Or a month it, or whatever. Uh, and Noel, the way Howard and I are both set up, and a lot of people are in Canada, in the United States, you know, the, the, down there it's 401ks, here it's investments. You put money away for your retirement, and it's all, you know, connected to the stock market. That, you know, A world war could wipe that out in a few days Mm -hmm. I know And how many people of our age Could get wiped out just from that angle Almost instantly I know it's
0: terrifying well, on, <laughs> I was say, on that happy note, we're broke, what we're what dead. Me, me we're ch- my broker. <laughs> right. but I'm I'm like, do I need to now do I need to understand the cryptocurrency? <laughs>
3: exactly. Where's my NFT? Man, <laughs> <Take a> picture me on and That's
0: play. right. Somebody we, we need to start selling NFTs, but first we need to figure out what they are. Exactly. Uh, at Noel Kassler is who I follow on Twitter, you should too. Uh Noli, man. I know you're going to go out to Philadelphia. You've got to find a way with your, I don't know, your people to get a date up here. Uh, I'd love to come and uh, we'd love to come and see you. Listen, I'll emcee a Noel Kastler show. We'll get to, we'll get a few people on it. Uh, We'd love to have you up here and uh, doing some stuff in Toronto. In the meantime, uh, God damn it. Stay safe, young man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you, America. You. And, and, I'll, you. and we spent, you know, we spent both of us just spent a month in the U.S. of A. And I know we talked while I was in California. He was in Florida. And what we came back with was a renewed affection, and I'm going to speak for him. We because it was it's easy to sit here and throw fucking darts and and be chirping the Americans, but we went through something in January we've never seen in Canada, and having spent February in America, I came back remembering why I love Americans and how much you know what a, what a great time we had, and people were great and respectful and, and just. Honestly, I it was sort of... A, I don't know how you feel the same way. Just a renewed friendship yeah. with people. you yeah, know.
2: Yeah, I went to Florida thinking, oh, if I wear a mask, people mm-hmm. are going to belittle me and make fun of me and point at me. But no, the civility was uh, remarkable. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, it was great. But the, the truth is... That- for uh, the respect uh, towards those that choose to wear masks or not wear masks was great. It really was. But
0: well, the truth is, we do we did get made fun of and belittled, but not because of our masks. Just because, yeah. just because our faces. Of, just because of what we look like. But I'm going to tell you, man. I, we do not that we owe you an apology, but you know we've sat here with you, may you know, give shitting on America, but we had a great time. People were great. That area I was in outside of Palm Springs was fantastic, and like it just couldn't have been better. So. Uh, you know, there's still lots of good, and we got our own shit up here with these fucking trucker idiots. So,
3: right on, man. I appreciate the sentiment, and it's a great example. Like life is good. People are good. Yeah. And generalizations it, and crowds and people that manipulate the masses make it look bad. But one on one, we're all human beings looking for the same goddamn thing and trying to be nice to each other and get through the day. Right. That's, that's exactly what it's it.
0: That's a great last uh, thought. People are good, and for the most part, want good for themselves, their families, and others. And uh, our friendship uh, continues. Thanks, Noli.
2: Thanks, see you guys.
0: next month. See you next month. See you in a month, see. my brother. Hopefully, we'll see him in a month. You know, we, we'll, we'll turn on his Zoom. There'll just be a big crater where that fireplace used to be. Oh, exactly.
3: Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. All right, oh, yeah. man. You take care. Thank you, too. At Noel Kassler is where you find out more from uh, him and his uh, podcast, and he's coming to uh, Philadelphia in June. Uh, Noel, by the way, is our Gig Sky guest of the day. Did you know that? Yes. Well, let me tell I you about it, that. Let me tell you about that. Uh, of course... Uh, Fred and I have both used the hotspot. You can, of course, uh, get it right on your phone now. Download the app on Android or iOS and access affordable mobile data coverage in over 190 countries. It is the easiest. It is the most affordable and the most convenient way to stay connected internationally. Okay, whether you're pulling up directions or looking for the coolest restaurants or bars, you'll want access to data while traveling. And we'd uh, recommend you do what we did: do. Download the GigSky app today and enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan. Visit gigsky.com for more information.
2: Hey, everybody. Bodog. You know, if you like to wager on the North American sports, Bodog is where to go. I mean, they have everything. You know, their casino, their poker rooms, all that stuff. Fantastic. But the Major League Sports, I know a lot of people like to wager on them. In individual games, you can do that now. Like tonight, your Raptors, your Toronto Raptors are in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Hey, the Raps are favored. Uh, uh, the Clips pay uh, 110 to win. The over-under is 217 points. But Bodog, as uh, we keep telling you, it's the place to go. Whether you're a sports bettor, a horse racing fan, a poker, casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and racebook, they have been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. That's Bodog. Uh, The other day we were talking about it, it came part of that
0: conversation about aging and in place and those fine people. Um, and then somebody on Twitter said, uh, not that I would want anything to happen to Freddie's wife, but I think Humble and Dan should move into Fred's house, golden girl style. <laughs> uh, somebody else on Twitter, I can't find it, but they referenced uh, us. Maybe it was on Facebook uh, calling us Hoo boo and Fran. And I thought, I wonder if Fred remembers where that came from
2: like i remember hubu and fran but i can't remember where it came from no la chris remember. oh was it yeah oh, okay. it's, i think yeah. it was a reference at some point we were
0: talking to him and he thought the name of the show was hubu and fran so that okay. kind of became a running gag for a while like the hundy p moniker right. yeah but i just thought it was interesting that somebody referenced it because i hadn't thought about it for a while uh dan duran is here did you look up the old man test are you ready to I- do it
1: uh, yes, I did, and I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Okay,
0: so here's here's the thing. This was something we talked about earlier in the show. It's basically just an, an interesting way to gauge how what your balance is like, and and your core strength, and your butt, and whatever. But I'm going to give you a break because I've tr- I did I didn't I've tried it a few times, not putting on socks and shoes, just trying to put on a sock, and then uh-huh. put the sock on, and then without so you put the sock on, then you put your leg down with the sock on it, and then with the other without doing it so standing on the sock leg now you try and pick up the other sock do you want to try this now or do you want to do it at the end of the show daniel
1: uh well let's do that at the end of the show and i because i'm all okay
0: you know, you're all ready for the, the, news. the news okay
1: but it's up to you i mean it really doesn't make any difference just
0: No, I'm just I'm all excited. excited about doing this he's all excited about the news anyway well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second Okay. Uh, Also, I have a. uh, I found a a woman on TikTok who's got to be in her mid seventies, and she's Irish. And uh, she just sits there telling jokes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. And I think I found a joke I thought Fred would love. So I'm going to play that for you. Excellent. Excellent. As look forward to it. Very sweet. No, and also just very sweet and charming. I thought you'd like it. Um. So that's she's Irish, you said? Yes. And I'm going to play you that at the end of the show. uh, Seasonally appropriate because, you know, St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Yes. Yes, it is seasonally. Thank you. And uh, this was the weirdest thing. I I turned on um, Fox News last night on the way home from the keg, listening to it on Sirius. And I heard something I, I found very curious. It was Tucker Carlson not sounding like a complete raving fuckhead. Uh-huh. It, the tone of Tucker Carlson last night, I only listened to 10 or 15 minutes. I don't even know what it was. Just was very interesting. Was he back on his meds then? or uh, Maybe. But the story, because there was a story of, um, one of the things that's happened in the last few weeks is a bunch of journalists have been killed, including one journalist, a uh, f- uh, photographer, I'm sorry, uh, a cameraman, who got killed a couple of days ago And this cameraman did a lot of stuff for Fox Yeah And Tucker Carlson was talking about This cameraman and producer And a few others that had got killed In a pretty normal Like if you didn't know who the guy was You'd go, oh that's A regular TV personality Talking about something in a normal way
2: He didn't blame it on Biden? Biden. I was well,
0: waiting for it I mean maybe he did are- later I know, I Right.
2: Don't. You know, there's another guy on Fox. He just got the 7 o'clock slot. His name's Jesse Waters. Yeah, yeah. He's on that 5 o'clock show, too. He's a dick. Oh, he's such a fucking dick. Like, he's just a dick. (laughs) And I saw the beginning of his show last night, and he spent some time talking about how Putin sort of tries to brainwash and coerce his, his citizens through social media, and then tried to compare it to what Biden's doing. Now, what the White House has done, the administration, through TikTok, they're trying to explain to young people what's going on in Ukraine, which I thought is a pretty good idea because most of those kids, they don't watch the news. They Mm -hmm. don't read newspapers. They get their news, for better or worse, through those platforms. And it's not leaning one way or the other. It's just sort of explaining, hey, here, other young people explaining to young people what's going on. It's a different communication medium. and That's right. Yeah. Water spins this like the Biden administration is brainwashing kids through TikTok. He's no better than Putin. He's telling these kids what's going on from his perspective. And it was just so, so bad and so wrong and so inaccurate and yeah. such misinformation that he was throwing out, a, you know, the, the average simpleton Fox viewer. I thought, how does anything ever get better? Because that is actually a good idea. Of course
0: it is. And here's the headline. And this is. A, 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 and again, don't get me wrong. Fox is still full, filled with nonsense. But here's the headline. Laura Trump, White House
2: recruited TikTok stars to spread their lies. Spread their lies? <laughs> really? Because, <laughs> really? Howard, I, I, he even played a few. And you're watching them going, well, that makes sense. That's yeah. a good way to communicate within that age group. And it's not like saying, you know, uh, President Biden has done this right and done that right. He he doesn't even mention himself half the time. Uh, Half the time, any of the time. It's just here's what's going on. And And I'm thinking if you want to take a world crisis like this and at that level twist it like out of control, what hope is there? It sounds desperate to me. Oh, man.
0: Because here's the thing. Somebody had a meeting on the Jesse Dickface show, and I know him from the 5 o'clock show, which, by the way, I listen to. Sometimes I just listen to it because I, I think I need a shot of aggravation for the day. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I do. I, listen. I do. I, I turn it yes. on at the end of it yesterday with that idiot judge. The only, you know, the funny thing is, here's how bad Fox is. Moving away from Tucker for a second. I'm listening to it. Geraldo is the guy that makes the most sense now.
2: Yes. Yes. It, it, like,
0: seriously. Anyway, um, here's, a, here's a headline from Fox.com uh, today. Fox News deleted Harris tweet on Ukraine may have played right into Russia's hands. Meanwhile, in that exact same space three weeks ago, is Tucker Carlson going, what's wrong with Putin? He's a <laughs> genius. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. They, I, and, I, and I quote you to myself in my head all the time. And here's what I say. These are the worst people. Mm -hmm. These are the worst people because they're not doing it out of ignorance. They know what's right, and they've chosen to do the opposite.
2: They're evil. You know, it's one thing to be a brand, but to find people to push that brand, they got to be, they're not very nice people to push that brand. And a guy like Chris Wallace, you know, and there's a lot of them along the way. It's like, you know, I can't do this anymore, and they walk away from it. Yeah. And to them, I tip my hat that I never wear. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you rub elbows and tip your hat? Here's some more headlines. Uh, This is what happens when there's no adults in the room. The Ingraham angle. Biden deflecting consequence of his own policy. Hannity, America's top three elected leaders are disasters as Ukraine war rages. Meanwhile, all these fuck faces were supporting Mm -hmm. this maniac three weeks Mm ago Mm -hmm. for their own stupid political Uh, You know, I don't think we've talked enough about how much money Fox makes. It's a big money thing.
2: And that's what it is, to make money. But it's a lot of subscription money, right? Yeah. But here's the thing with Fox, and we've explained this before. They have the Dunderhead, Simpleton crowd all to themselves. Yeah. And that's a huge number in the United States. They have it all to themselves. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. They have to share all the normal people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. No wonder Fox is number one. And no wonder they do what they do if money is the number one priority for Rupert uh, Murdoch. They've got it all to themselves. So you, no wonder you're aggravated, Howard, because you're a normal person.
1: And don't forget, too, that hmm. the, the Fox experience is a, is a formula. Of they, course, they, they, yes. they've always got to have a bad guy yep. uh, and, yep. th- th- you know, some somebody to rail against and, yep. and they, they have messaging across their platform for whatever, you know, like I do. Mm-hmm. It's astonishing to me that, oh, okay, this is what we're doing this week. It's like, you know. Well, like, oh, that was like, going to
0: be my point about the Jesse show. Somebody in a meeting at 10 or 11 in the morning went, okay, tonight at 7, here's what we're going to talk about. That tick there that the, um, the administration, I mean, it's a choice somebody made that mm-hmm. the story we're going to follow is the administration is spreading lies through TikTok because as your point said because dunderheads go yeah that's bad like and that's a great point That is, if you saw any of those movies that they made about fox bombshell or whatever the reason they exist is because of what you just said that there was an entire market left untapped Uh it was a smart business move
2: yes and you know the three of us you know we've been around news and information gathering all our careers we have been That's what we do on some level and around people that do it better than we do it. Since we were teenagers. Absolutely. Now, I watch CNN. Yeah, it has its issues. But at 7 o'clock last night, Jesse Waters is on about that. And then you flip it over to CNN, and I'm actually getting news about what's coming out of Ukraine. You know, what Zelensky said that day, what he's going to say to Congress tomorrow, what's going on on the ground there? And I'm thinking, you know, this is this is for grownups. This is for normal people. And again, don't get me wrong. Every news outlet under the sun has its issues and its leanings, and we know that. But if you just want to just take her up the middle and judge something for its value as a news source, don't even don't, – CNN is just so far above Fox out of its league. It's unbelievable. <laughs>
0: You know, I was just thinking, because we we mentioned the creation of Fox and how destructive that whole culture has been, how it's been, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, how destructive it's been to our culture. Just think how different life would be if instead of Rupert Murdoch, this guy was ahead of Fox. Mm -hmm. What if Rupert Holmes from the Pina Colada song? Just (laughs) imagine. (laughs) All the yeah. news anchors would have like you know pineapples around them and be hey, hey everybody.
2: Anyway. That's a good bit. I like that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you really lighten things up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just trying. <laughs> so anyway. Why can't Rupert Holmes be in charge yeah. of Fox News? I'll tell you who's in charge of Humble and Fred News. It's our very good friend. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with
3: a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan
4: Duran, the anchor man, comes as for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low.
1: Dan the the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low
0: <laughs> Yes, he's got a big wang, but he don't care And now, with Humble and Fred News <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, well, I was thinking Dan's pants is a no-fly zone Because a fly is just not enough
0: Oh, that's nice. what it a Go bit, go bit. Hey, by the way, before I forget again I forgot ten times today That video I promised to put up on Facebook It's the entire Fifth Estate piece It's about a 45-minute watch But well worth it The other thing you might want to also check out Is there's a 12-minute interview That's just uh, the Fifth Estate talking to Pat King And I'm going to recommend that, too, because it's on the on the main piece, Dan, they only they only show bits of the Pat King interview. But on the 12 minute piece, it's just him being interviewed. And uh, I'll play some of that audio tomorrow because he is I'd love to talk to him because I grew up with a bunch of guys like him and he ain't the brightest bulb. But I'll tell you what, he certainly learned some words, one of which is verbiage. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, Dan Duran, everyone, for GoDaddy. Uh, we'll tell you more about GoDaddy, but first here's Dan Duran to tell you more about the rest of this story. Can you say with a, with an oligarch update? Here's Dan Duran. Uh, now, now with an oligarch update. Here's Comrade Dan Duran.
1: The oligarch super yachts littering the world are slowly being locked down. Even the garks that are not sanctioned. Uh, Vladimir, help me out with this. <laughs> By the way, Gark's—I'm only ever going to call them Garks from now on. I okay. the Garks. Uh, he's a former KGB agent, and he's got a super yacht called Ragnar, mm-hmm. and it's stuck off the coast of Norway, and it's not going anywhere because no one locally will fill it up with gas. Mm-hmm. And that's it—no fuel oil for you. Nobody's going to do it, so uh, it's uh, just floating there somewhere off the coast of Norway. Over to F1 driver Nikita Mazepin, I think that's how you pronounce it, and his oligarch dad, who is funding the Haas team, after the sanctions went into effect, both son and dad had their contracts severed. And it's funny. I was just watching, you know, that, that F1 show that you can watch. Yeah, been Drive to Survive. I love that. Uh, just there's a new season out. Mm-hmm. And I just started, oh, I don't start in on this season. It's about season four or something yep. already. Yeah. So, uh, and then, like, the, within the first episode or two, they, they go into the whole uh, Haas team. And, uh, you know, there's parts of this that the Haas team, the, the team lead won't talk about with the whole uh, uh, oligarch that's, uh, you know, funding the team. Because they're, you need mm-hmm. a lot of money to run an F one team, and they just they wanted to keep the team alive, so they sort of said, "Okay, well your son can drive." His son was on the F two circuit or something before, so brought him in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they uh, they severed their contacts uh, contracts with both the. Uh, the uh, company that, that uh, the oligarch ran, because they basically had to, and his son, so his son's off the team. And also, F1 is permanently canceled. F1 races in Russia. There was one in Sochi coming up this year, and, uh, and next year's moved to St. Petersburg, but they've taken them off the schedule. It's no hmm. longer happening for them.
2: Well, yeah, and, you know... Um this uh, in the spring, the World Hockey Championships, no Russia. Uh, They're doing the uh, World Junior Hockey Championships in Alberta in August to make up for the one that was cancelled over the no Russians allowed in that. And I hope nothing changes between now and then if this thing sort of dies out and it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's time to get back to normal. I think they should suffer the consequences for some time.
0: Well, I know Something me and some uh, my buddies. We canceled our golf trip to uh, Russia. Yeah, you know, we were. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah we were going to go over to Russia and play a few <laughs> rounds on one of their courses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got some good courses there, do they? Yeah, I I don't even know uh, where I read this, but I, I was going to ask you guys: Are there still flights? This is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can you book a flight to Russia right now, or is it well, completely shut down? I know there's no Russian aviation industry left or some very little of its left.
2: well no, no russian airlines are allowed to fly into canada so yeah, I I, whether you could get on a like an air canada flight to russia i don't know
0: i'm imagining they're all it, closed but i thought but i'd yeah. just throw it out mm-hmm. there
2: and if you have a big airline you may not want to fly into that country
1: right now no exactly your jet could get you know grabbed or you know there's the,
2: the risks are too high politically you know, Noel was talking about that. It just, you know, there's just so much to consider, and so many things happen through stuff like this. He was talking about that restaurant in New York City, the Ukrainian uh, uh, restaurant. You know, there's a few Rus- Russian restaurants that are being boycotted, and uh, some are getting graffiti on them. And yeah. on you. But there's a couple of them. There's most of the staff is Ukrainian mm-hmm. within the Russian restaurant, because... You know, to a lot of Russians, that's it's almost a brotherhood, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They have no problem with Ukrainians, the average Russian. So now these restaurants that are called Russian, the people being victimized through their jobs Ukraine, are Ukrainians.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Well, that's why I said to you at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. like, you don't know, are we supposed to now hate Russians mm-hmm. forever? What about mm-hmm. strippers, Dan? You, you go to a lot of these strip joints. Some of those women are oh, Russian. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely a russian stripper dan's got best. a part-time Dan. job as a stripper's pole
1: <laughs> back in um back in <laughs>
0: did prop- you did you hear that he's got a part as uh, a stripper's pole he goes right to work up. he goes to work <laughs> reference, at, at
1: reference at, number five he
0: and goes to work so at free many ways of
2: making money through <laughs> <it> <laughs> with that thing
0: he goes to work at for your eyes only just sits there
2: when um Back in the mid-90s, I was on my way to Tadisac with my buddy Brian Collins and our families. We stop off in Montreal. We go to Chez Paris. Oh, a strip yeah. Because he loves stuff like that. Not that I don't, but he loves it more than I do. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I'd ever seen two women perform a sex act on each other right on the stage. I'd never seen anything like that. And it was two Russian women. It was. Because when they were introduced, you know, there was uh, Slavlana, Klakat you know, or whatever it was. Slavlana
0: so, and Twatsikia.
2: <laughs> but anyway, they come out, they waste no time, no. like, actually no, performing no oral talk. sex on each other yeah. right on the stage. And it was two Russians.
0: Yeah, and there's no small talk.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no... So no
0: foreplay. No foreplay, no small talk. <laughs> just right. get that. right to it. Yeah. yeah. Just get right on it. You know,
1: to, you, to, to your point earlier. What I point think really was have- that? I don't know. One of the points earlier about, you know, what do you how do you react to Russians? I think if you're somebody is supporting them, that's a different conversation of that kind of person. But in general, we can't like be prejudiced against the Russian people knowing that it's Putin. And and, yes, but it's going to happen. It's happening.
0: And that's uh, you know going to temper that. But I told the story of when you and I first went to Europe. Do you remember? I said that to you when we got on the plane. I said, I will not be Mm -hmm. having any sex with German women. And you didn't, and we did.
2: <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we, 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 we we kept our promise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, listen, out in this end of the city, a lot of the windows and door companies are run by Russians. I know that for a fact because I, I just learned that along the way. Mm. If you were going to buy windows and doors today, would you use a Russian company? Yes, even if it. Oh. If it was the best price, because it's game. a
0: Canadian company, I look at it that way. It's a company run by Russians in Canada. I right, wouldn't. I, or, I wouldn't order from Russia.
2: No, I understand that. But if you knew it was Russian guys, yes, Canadian, okay, yeah,
0: that's yeah fine. absolutely, Sorry. I would.
1: Ru- you know, now if I found out if they were not, if they were, you know, pro Putin or yes, something, then that, that would be thing. different. Mm,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. but if it's a company across the street here that's selling pies. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say the pie commission, which I love. Mm-hmm. If it was run by Russians, uh, I would still. Yeah. Uh, but if I. But Dan's that's a great point. If it said "Go Putin, go" or
2: whatever fucking yeah, flag our, he's. You phoned them and it said, you know, like uh, Moscow windows and doors. We love Putin. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> you wouldn't.
0: If they changed their name to Putin's <laughs> a great guy pie company. <laughs> yeah, I would. I probably Putin wouldn't. Putin pies. Putin pies. Uh-huh. Yeah, hello. We've changed our name to Putin. That's German. Uh, I don't do Russian accents. Hey, listen, Dan. You know, and when yes. we came home from that trip and we hadn't had sex with German women. Right. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't have sex with any, no, no anyone. No women wanted no to women. have sex with us. <laughs> that was before Dan morphed into the beauty that he is. Dan used to wear really these did. big, thick glasses. And he was kind of like, Dan looked like Urkel as a young man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely wasn't a normal. Uh,
0: normal.
2: I was not a popular kid in the school, that's yeah. for sure. I was unpopular. Aw, I feel bad for you. Mm. Hey, Dan, What after watching the, the performance by the two Russian women at Shea Pari, what do you think uh, Brian Collins said? What do you think his comment was?
1: <laughs> Kids.
2: Too uh, many things. What did he say? Makes the big guy stand up. Oh, work. that
1: way. Yeah, the <laughs> makes the mutt. <laughs>
2: Makes the big guy stand up and bark. That, oh, was, that's his right. that was his. That was There's that Brian know.
0: Collins guy. Is a friend of Dan and Fred's, and that BBS. that he loves his fucking. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody! Uh, this uh, Dan Duran News is brought to you by GoDaddy. Powers small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years, servicing over 20 million customers. Are you kidding me? Around the planet. Uh, You can start your website for free with GoDaddy. No credit cards even required. You just get it going. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. There's no better time than now to get your ideas online with GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support. GoDaddy's also here to help you every step of the way. Visit GoDaddy.ca and learn more.
2: And no better time than now if you have a small business to go to chamberplan.ca and find out how you, your small company, can become part of Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Yeah, Chambers Plan is Canada's leading group benefit plan for small businesses. Say one to a hundred employees. Get a free quote today. Go to chamberplan.ca. They lay it out for you exactly uh, what it's going to cost you, how it works, all the... uh, uh, the products uh, available under the Chamber Plan umbrella, all there today, chamberplan.ca.
0: All right, so this uh, thing has uh, gone viral apparently, and uh, it's called uh, basically it, is, it boils down to this it's called the old man test, and whether you're 25 or 105, it, uh, it is a, a way to test your fitness level. I think it's germane, uh, appropriate for guys our age, because again, you know, a lot of people as they age. Lose muscle mass and balances are, you know, a big deal. Essentially, it boils down to standing on one. This is the actual test. We're going to have Dan do a a variation of it. If you want to try it, you stand on one foot barefoot and you put on your sock and shoe and you tie it before you put that foot down. Then you balance on your other foot while you repeat the same process. So, Danny. Yeah. So don't you don't need to. You don't need to try the whole thing. Just get your socks in front of you. Hi, Clifford. Oh. So just get your socks there. Dan. Yeah. And see if you can just do it with. So on balancing on one foot, see if you can lean over, pick up your sock and put it on that foot. Look at Dan. That mm-hmm. Strong bastard. Okay. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Now put that foot down. Wow. Very nice. Put that foot down. What about the shoe? No, don't worry about the shoe. Put that. Just put that foot down. Now, then, now balancing on that leg, pick mm-hmm. up the other sock. Oh, put, okay. Look at Dan Duran, man. Uh-huh. Fucking that strong. That? Yeah, he's gonna put the shoe on too. How he's doing it all? He ducked do- that. He's doing it all, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that's impressive, Dan. I'm going to tell you something right now. Very nice. That's impressive. Like I was trying this last night just with my socks and it took me three or four attempts Mm -hmm. um, because I definitely am stronger. I I don't know. Did you feel stronger in one leg than the other? Yeah. Yeah. Because in one, my one leg, my left leg, which is sort of my pivot leg in golf was very strong and my other leg, I was, my balance was off, but that's very impressive, Dan.
1: Hmm. Thank you. Good for you. Yeah. So you can't do it.
0: I can do it. See yourself? You can, yeah, I can you, do you, it you, now because okay. I've been working on it. Because I couldn't do it, and now I can.
2: Okay. Well, that's a thing. That's a point I was going to make because I, you sort of got to judge it right off the top because you know then you could get sort of a technique to sort of
0: no you can't you'll you'll when you try no. it because you, you really need to have strength and 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 um, balance. Because uh-huh. it's, not, it's not do it four or five times I, Yeah, I figured out what I needed to do to balance it But part of it was core and, and glutes and all that stuff And basically what they say is the uh, test evaluates Your single leg balance, obviously Stability, mobility, concentration, etc But I'm really impressed, Dan I, I watched a bunch of guys online try and do that And they couldn't Like, that was awesome
2: Good for you
1: So they fall over and stuff can, yeah, yeah, Can
2: you do it, Fred? I haven't tried yet, but as soon as the show's over, I'm going to try. Right. I want to humiliate
0: myself.
1: Yes. how long did it take you to do it then, Howard because I know that you're the kind of person that wants to get it done.
0: Well, I didn't do it I didn't even try it with my shoes. I just tried it with my socks last night. I thought, oh, I should give this a shot and then I could do it immediately on one leg. but when I went to the opposite leg, the one that's not as stable, I I put my foot down a couple times and I made myself start again until I could do both legs. I don't know It took me two or three attempts. I didn't do it like okay. I, I didn't do what you did, which is that first attempt. That was and awesome. You don't even
2: need to do your shoes. You're saying just socks. I just as said as well. let's try with my socks. Right, but it isn't um, easy. Dan, what smelled worse there? Your socks or uh, Clifford's breath? <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Definitely Clifford's breath. Yeah. Oh my
0: God, poor Cliff man. <laughs> yeah, poor Cliffy. Um, okay, so in a, ahead of uh, what is it? Saint Patrick's Day tomorrow, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here is um Good drink. Where is this? I hope I have
2: the right one. I think the last time I ever celebrated a St. Patrick's Day was with Dan Duran at the Montreal House in Peterborough back when I was a program director. Did I ever tell you about that? What, you were a program director? Program director in Peterborough. Hey, Dan, remember that sitting out there? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Tomorrow's going to be like 18 degrees. I wonder if some patios will be open for St. Paddy's Day for the overflow because people haven't had it in a couple of years. There's going to be like... pent up uh, enthusiasm well mm. it'll be patio first won't it because St. patio you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you won't have to you uh, won't have to wear a mask outside yeah. right? is that yeah. how
1: it works at a patio Or <laughs>
2: yeah. well you don't need to wear one inside either if you're drinking or eating right
0: St. Mm. patio sense. furniture I'll say it again <laughs> hey uh, the last time <laughs> nice, nice one the last time I had uh, kind of really did a St. Paddy's Day celebration was with Fred Ball Oh, it was well, actually, I don't know. It was around St. Patty's Day. We were spring skiing with Balsy and uh, drinking beer outside on a, on a warm day at the on the slopes. Uh, but ahead of St. Patrick's Day, here is a woman named Breda Holmesy. Breda, B-R-E-D-A. She's got to be mid 70s, maybe even 80. And she just t- does goes on TikTok mm-hmm. and tells cute little jokes and I thought you might enjoy this, especially your accent here is Bretta telling a little joke. Come on, Bretta. well, that's weird, of course, stand I, by stand by. I'm hitting play, and it won't play. Why is that Dan?
1: Uh, why do you think
0: that um is it actually not playing, and not you're not hearing it? Or is it just well? Not no, it won't. I'm hitting play, and it won't play the actual. I mean, I, you know, I, I do this all the time. I I download these things, and I let me see if it'll play off this. Couldn't preview file. There was a problem. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it again. I see her image. You know, I make this whole thing. I got Fred all excited about a cute joke. He loves jokes. Oh, I love a joke, yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you suppose it's not playing? There's no real reason it wouldn't. Everything else is playing on my computer. Sometimes things lock up. Yeah, I think that's what's happened, is it's locked up.
1: Well, So close to program? Program, bitch.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, well, go look her up on uh, TikTok if you want.
1: <laughs> what's her name?
0: Breda Holmesy. Breda Homesy, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad, man. I'm going to try it one more time. Oh, here she is. Let me see. Well, I got her now. I'm not sure if this is the right one, though. Hang on.
4: Welcome to the Good Ship Enterprise. We're going far and beyond this morning. But listen, hope you all have a great weekend and enjoy the- Oh, just getting out of this fucking place. Morning,
0: everyone. Okay, so let me find the actual. Now that I've got her, let me was see she if I. in a truck or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, she's just yeah, talking. Yeah. Oh, isn't that terrible? I don't know where her. The, let me see if she's. There a-
1: There's this
4: old farmer, Who's and it? his wife was always fucking nagging him. The only time you could get a piece was out on the fields when he was plowing. <clears throat> so uh, he was out there one day, and she came out with his lunch. And she was nagging and the donkey beside her just lifted his hind legs and knocked her fucking out and he killed her. So at the funeral, he was up at the front of the church and everybody was coming up and shaking his hands. And he was doing this when all the women passed by and he done that when all the men passed by and the priest was looking at this and he said what the fuck's going on here so when the master's over he went down padding he says why were you nodding your head at the women and saying no to the men he says a lot of the women were just saying that she looked lovely she made a lovely corpse in our dress she was gorgeous and uh, i just kept saying yes and he says all the men came up and asked me was the donkey for sale and i said no <laughs>
0: <laughs> isn't that great that's great because the donkey killed his wife dan yeah. But don't you love her right. Right, son? Yeah, yeah, Fuck her. And then that's I just love her back. she goes, and the priest is like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> anyway,
0: so that's her. I thought that would be a, a fun little thing, Dan. Of course, you're like, why didn't you have that loaded up before? I did.
2: Hey, maybe the priest fucked the donkey.
0: Mm. Ah. I like it. I like it. Um... Well, what else did we get everything in today, kids?
2: I uh, I think we did. Uh, I appears to to be of uh, uh, that some sort. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What did I miss? I was looking away.
2: Oh no! No, I just I. There's just uh, the certain things Dan goes quiet on. It's you, anything, you know, off color about religion or his clank or, you know, <laughs> you and I attacking others. He just sort of tends to go quiet, which is, you know, it just sh- again, it just shows how noble he is compared to us. He is a noble beast. He is. Um, uh, OK, well, then once again, let's
0: have a listen to this fine uh, message. People. Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home?
3: Couldn't this have been an email?
0: When it feels like all that's left is work
3: hard, Uh, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play.
0: All right. Well, tomorrow we round out another Humble and Fred week. Seems so strange. This is our second week back since we were both away for a month. Mm -hmm. That's
1: forever ago now. It
0: is, yeah. It seems like, you know, you know why, Dan? Because time passages.
1: (laughs) Time does that. Time
0: passages.
1: I wonder if it's, uh, you know, with our uh, hyperactive news cycle right now and all the things that are worrying us in our soul, does that make time, uh, does that make cycle that vacation that you were on uh, so far away? Do you think all this stuff makes that, you know, a distant
0: past now? A distant memory? Because so much has happened in the last two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, there's been a lot going on since we both got back and... Yeah, that seems like a longer time ago than just, you know, 10 days.
2: Yeah, a lot's been going through my mind lately, too, um, the war, COVID. But top of my mind has been, no way I'm going to be around here next March. Mm Mm-mm oh yeah you're going to do a three banger three months you're going to go oh, no, for no. three no 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 I was thinking I would t- time ship you know what I, I would stay here for January and and be aggravated by the winter through January and then leave February, February March, 1st, yeah yeah and then not return to April when you pretty much know it's over that's what I, I like that I would do. that's what I would do when exactly you're not aggravated by the way <laughs> <laughs> when i am sleeping dan duran <laughs> coming months? with the I chirp <laughs> yeah what, exactly yeah that
0: <laughs> i i want to ask the same thing dan because he's aggravated all the time oh did you mean me um no i agree with you i mean i i've been looking at stuff for next january february but i could do that i, I could stay here i don't know if the entire month of
2: january though well, can we, can't we do
0: can we do this can't we do middle of january to the end of March, does it matter? People don't care where we are.
2: All I'm saying is, you know, through Christmas, you don't tend... Well, and December's here aren't that bad And No. Even January wasn't. No,
0: January... Actually. No, this year? January was brutal. Was it? I can't
2: yeah. even remember. Okay, well, trust uh, me. But, okay, but even if it was, that makes going away February 1st that much more satisfying, but at least if you weren't coming back to the end of March, you know, hey, that's it. Adios, amigo.
0: Yeah, I might have to do January, February just because Rachel's going to be doing some stuff with her parents in March, but I don't care. I'll just go. I keep going away. What,
2: what's she going to be doing with her parents in March? She, she might
0: traveling? be going away with them, yeah. Traveling Where, with
2: them. Where, to Disney World? Know. She's going to take
0: her 82-year-old parents. That's what they've always wanted to do, spend a month at Disney World. <laughs> that's right. You know, oh. you guys
1: should really graph your aggravation, so you know when it's the best time of year to leave or do something, right? Oh. So your aggravation, you know, would be, you know, a, make a little line. Oh, graph sure, exactly.
2: You-
0: At peak aggravation times, we got to get
2: out of here. <laughs> See, Dan, <laughs> so, yeah. the thing is about being easily aggravated. It makes those moments when you're not aggravated very, very enjoyable. <laughs> oh, I get that's right. You you can't. You can't identify with that. You're just always like, flat oh, exactly. Line, right? yeah, I know what you're. Exactly.
1: You, you, know, you get, can't have happiness. For- you know, you want you don't have sadness. You can't have happiness because you know it's just a constant state, right? Yeah.
0: You
2: know yeah, Like we get really, really aggravated, and then we're not, and it's like, oh, the world's a wonderful place. Oh, well, that's right.
0: We're like the Ooh, we're
2: <laughs> like that. <laughs> we're- like we're like
0: that calm app sometimes (laughs) everything's great and then other times not Uh, all right everyone uh, another great broadcaster friend of ours uh, Larry Fedoric will be our guest tomorrow and uh, hopefully the hopefully tomorrow will still come Mm -hmm. have a pleasant day and may you all uh, be well and now once again here's Dan Daru this episode
1: of Humble and Fred was brought to you by GigSky. The retirement sherpa, the chamber's plan, Bodog, Health Gage and GoDaddy. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. Join us tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day and maybe a little less irritated hosts. Mhm. I don't <laughs>